Well, thank you, Chelsea, and welcome to Grace. My name is Nolan Lee, and I'm the interim lead pastor here at Grace Church San Diego. And you can just tell from the very beginning, this is different. This is different than a normal Sunday. And so I want to welcome you into that. I want to invite you into a unique Sunday. And so take your normal expectations for a Sunday, and I want you to just put them to the side. Because I want to invite you to join me as we do something different. We do something that's unique. And that is on purpose. Because what I want to talk about today, it's not something that I can just describe. In fact, it's something that I need to show you. And I need you to join me in and experience together. And as strangely as it sounds, the thing that I want to show you is actually right where we're standing. It's this location. It's where we are. It's something that's very meaningful to me. It's very personal to me. And I want to share it with you. This right here, this is my special spot in San Diego. This is one of my favorite places to come in San Diego. And so join me because I want to show you this spot. And I want you to get to experience the beauty that is this trail. Well, right off the bat, you'll notice that there is this valley behind me. And this valley is so beautiful. Early in the morning, it's usually covered in fog. And then what happens is, just like today, the fog starts burning off. And it goes up there, and it starts to frame in Mount Miguel. Along this ridge behind me, there's actually a family of coyotes that I've seen and I can actually, my wife and I can hear them at night and I've seen them several times up right up there by those rocks. I'm pretty sure that they live up there. In the early fall or the winter, early in the morning, there's frost and it gathers only in the shaded spots along the trail. And also, you'll just note that the light right behind me along that valley, when the sun comes out, it lights it up and brings colors forth that you couldn't believe. You see, this, this is my special spot in nature. And I want you to think about your special spot in nature. What does it look like for you? Is it a walk in your neighborhood? Maybe it's a spot that you sit in your garden and you watch a plant grow. For some of you, I know the beach is like, oh, that's your special spot. You have to be there. Comment below on live stream or Facebook, but where is your special spot? It's different for each one of us. And while you think about, I want you to visualize and think about that special spot. I also want to ask you another question. When do you go to that special spot? What causes you to go to that special spot? Do you go there at the beginning of the day to start your day off right? Or do you go there after the end of a long week? Do you go there when you're in a, a fight with a loved one or when you need to make a big decision? When do you go to that special spot? You see, I brought you out here today into my special spot in nature, into this beauty, because I believe that there is something that all of this, all of this beauty, all of this nature, there's something that it's trying to tell us. There is something that it's trying to reveal to us. There's a reason why we go to these special spots in nature at a certain time, and it is screaming out to us. It's trying to tell us something. 
And in order for us to understand what that is, we actually need to look in scripture. Now, if you're new to church or you're just checking this out, maybe a friend sent you this link and you're like, I don't know what I feel about scripture or the Bible. I just want to encourage you, give it a chance. We're going to read a poem today, a poem by King David. And so just open another uh, tab and type in Google Psalm 19 NIV because that's where we're going to be looking today. For the rest of you, you can open your Bible to Psalm 19. We're going to look starting in verse 1 to 4. And I'm going to read this to you. And, and while you flip there, I want to give just a little bit of context about who wrote this. You see, King David wrote this. And King David is said to be a man after God's own heart. Yet what we see is that he is far from perfect, which is why I love him. And I think we love him is because he's so accessible to us. He's one of us. And yet God inspired him to write these divine words. And so let's jump in Psalm 19, starting in verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. And yet, their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. You see, hidden within this psalm is the answer to that question that we brought up earlier. What, what is all of this, all of this nature, this beauty trying to reveal to us? Did you hear it? Did you catch it? David said it. He said that all of this is revealing who God is. It's revealing his attributes. Listen to what David says in verse 3. They have no speech, they use no words, yet their voice goes out into all the earth. In essence, what David is saying is that God's art, his creation, this, this speaks. And it does so without words. What? <laughs> How does that seem possible? It's actually not that foreign if we really think about it. It's said that art is a language without words. And if we want to look at the originator, the creator of that language, what David is telling us is that it's God. God created this language of beauty and his art, and he uses it to speak to us, and he does it without words. And it communicates something to us. It communicates his attributes. You see, through nature, through his creation, we can get to start to see a little bit about God. He's revealing who he is to us. In fact, we see so many different attributes, it's hard to choose one. But that's what I want to do. I want to camp out in one of his attributes today. One thing that we can glean from all of this by being out in this. One thing that we can hear. And that one thing, that one attribute is that God is generous. When you step out into this, when you spend some time in this, when we look around, when we hear these birds, we can start to glean God's generosity in his creation. But it's not just that. If we think about how he created it, drives this point home even further. Think about how he could have created things. Maybe how we tend to create and do things. God could have chosen for the earth a limited color palette. He could have said, hey, okay, I'm going to give you guys gray, kind of an off shade of blue and aqua. That's the accent color. But no, what we get is we get endless 
endless colors. If you go into a hardware store, we're still naming paint colors. There is endless colors out there that God created for us. If we think about these bushes, all the bushes or the trees, God could have created one type of tree and one type of bush, and that's all we get. But we literally as humans are still discovering new trees and new plants every year. If we think about sunsets or sunrises, God could have given us, hey, three options. You guys get yellow, red, and orange. And instead, every sunset every day is unique and different all over the entire world. If we look at you and I, if we think about how he created us, he could have just chosen one skin color and instead we get the diversity of how we look and our different shapes and sizes. No one human is alike to another. Even identical twins have variation. Do you see God's generosity through his creation? I think of uh, events in nature. Most recently, I've been reminded of this in bioluminescence. Have you ever seen this? Bioluminescence is crazy. It's like glow-in-the-dark water when you strike it. This, this nature that we're in, all that I've described, all that we see around us, all of this is God's generosity on display for all of us to see. But there's something that is very important. In fact, I actually, I want to step aside. I want to step right over here to the side. Come with me over to the side for a second because I want to talk about something that's so important. If we miss this, it's not going to fully connect. You know, we, we said that what we see is God's attributes, right? One of those attributes is generosity. Well, this is really important. Attributes reveal the heart of someone. Let me say that again. Attributes reveal the heart of someone. We know this to be true. Think about an attribute, just some general attribute. And, and generally what we can do is we can attach that to a person, can't we? So for me, there's someone who comes to mind. When I think of generosity, I can't think of just generosity without thinking of Vanessa. And some of you might know Vanessa. Vanessa goes to our church and she is one of the most generous people I know. In fact, before COVID, every Sunday when we would gather, she would always be bringing a different gift to one of our staff members. She remembers what your spouse likes. She remembers different flavors that your spouse likes, and she'll bring something on your birthday. She remembers. She remembers everything, and she's always giving gifts to our staff. She just loves our staff. In fact, she got to the point where she was bringing us lunch every month. You can't think about generosity without thinking about Vanessa. That is an attribute of Vanessa. But again, an attribute reveals the heart of someone. Vanessa's generosity reveals her heart towards us. And this isn't just true with Vanessa, and it's not just true of people, this is true with God too. God's attributes reveal his heart for us. Think about and go back to your special spot in nature. And I want you to picture it. And while you're picturing it, I want, to, I want you to think of one of those encounters that was just unbelievable about being out in your special spot. And I know during COVID, this, this looks a little bit different, right? Maybe your special spot has had to shift to, a, to just your neighborhood or opening up a window. But it's also brought about gra uh, gratitude within us. And so think about a special moment. Maybe it was feeling the sun on your skin. Maybe it was being outside and swimming in the ocean. Maybe he was feeling the sand in your toes or sitting in your garden in a park and watching the wind blow through leaves. Maybe it was just being out here and taking in a deep breath 
of fresh air, but think about a moment where you were impacted. And what happens for us in these moments is that we get this little thought and it starts in the back of our head and it starts getting louder and louder as we're just experiencing the beauty and the grandeur of God's creation. And it brings forth this thought of, who am I to experience this? How am I so blessed? How am I so lucky to get to experience this? Who am I to receive this gift? And that is true for us, that God's attribute reveals his heart for us, his generosity that we see in nature, we get to feel, and you know what that feels like to receive and feel his love for you in his creation. And his love does something to us, doesn't it? His generosity revealed to us does something. It stirs something within us. It heals parts of us. It restores us. It makes us whole. It brings us peace. And ultimately, it gives us hope. And so that's part of why I wanted to bring us out here today too, is because I believe we are in a spot where we need hope. We think that, you know, we've gone so far, things are going so bad that we, we no longer, that God has given up on us. But that's not true. Even in the Psalm that we read, David had something to say about that. He said, no matter where we go, God's generosity is, is accessible to us. All we need to do is come outside. In fact, go back with me to verse four. Let's read what David says. David says, yet their voice goes out into all the earth. He's talking about God's creation, God's nature. Then listen to this. Their words to the ends of the earth, to the ends of the world. You know what that means? No matter where you go, no matter where you and I go, we cannot run away from or not experience God's generosity. No matter where you are in the world, it's on display as we walk outside to see. And even by night, we can see it. After the lights turn down, he said in verse two, day by day and night by night. Think about that. He gives us the sun and the sky by day. And at night, he gives us the moon and stars to see and reflect his generosity. You and I, we're created to experience, to accept, to fully take in God's generosity through us, through his creation. So my question to you is, are you experiencing it? In this time, we need hope. In, time, in this time, we tend to despair. And you know what the antidote for despair is? It's experiencing generosity, experiencing beauty. That brings about hope. There's story after story of people who are in throughout history who are despairing. And if you study it, you see a common thread. In fact, if you look at the concentration camps or people who are being oppressed, one of the things that they start turning to and start experiencing for hope is generosity and also beauty. You and I needed to be reminded of how beautiful this world is. And we need to be reminded of that. God is calling out to us. He is saying something to us. Are we receiving it? Are you receiving it? So that's my challenge to us this week. Go outside, get outside in God's creation, His nature, and fully experience the gift of His generosity for you. And don't chalk it up to just a fluke or don't try and distract and be checking your phone. Fully receive it, fully step into it and accept this generous gift to you. Because this literally, is a beautiful thing. 
Well, there's a group of you that I want to talk to really quick. And it's if, if you were during this message, maybe you're new to church. You're new to this Jesus thing. Somebody sent you this link and you're, you're on the fence. You've been wrestling. But as we were reading that verse and as I've been talking, there's something within you that's stirring. There's kind of a joy. There's a feeling. You don't know fully what to do, but it's confirming. It's moving you forward of, of the truths that we've shared today. If that's you and you don't know what that is, I want to talk to you for a second. Because this, all of this generosity, this beauty that we see before us, this is just one way. Nature is just one way to experience God's generosity. In fact, if we were to look at this, this is actually the appetizer for God's main course that he gave us in generosity. The biggest gift he gave us. He created all this, but his biggest gift, if you truly want to know God's generosity, you truly want to experience it, you need to understand the whole picture because God created all of this. And as we mess this up, as we, as sin entered in, that's what we call it, making mistakes, falling short, no matter what we do, how we try and make ourselves right between us and God, we can't do it. There was a problem and God knew that. And so God, being the generous, loving God that he is, decided to enter into this world as Jesus. He sent his son to live, walk, breathe among us and ultimately take the punishment for our sins. The ultimate, most generous gift ever given throughout history to you and I so that we could be in right standing, so that we could have freedom, we could be healed, we could be restored, be brought back to how he created us. That is God's generosity for you and I. And if you have not received that gift, you feel it stirring within you and you know, you know it's time. You know all your best efforts to fix yourself are coming up short, but you are ready to receive and experience God's generosity. I wanna invite you, in just a minute, I'm gonna pray. And I wanna invite you to just pray that prayer in the quietness of your own heart, in your own home. It doesn't matter where you're doing it. Just let's come before God and you can make that decision, but let's experience the fullness of God's generosity. Let me pray. Jesus, for anyone who is feeling that way, God, we just know that you stir your people. If there is anyone who is feeling that way, they don't fully know who you are, but they are resonating, they are ready to accept you. If that's you, just pray this prayer or something like it. Jesus, I, everything that I do to try and fix myself comes up short. And I'm hearing, and I maybe for the first time in just recognizing your generosity, what you've done for me, the gift that you've given me, Jesus, and I wanna accept that. I wanna accept that you sent your son to die, to, to hang on a cross for me. And just as it says in John 3.16, for so that whoever believes in me, in Jesus, will not die but have eternal life. Jesus, I want that gift and I want to accept it. Will you come into my heart? Will you give me the courage to lay things down and to follow you, but I am ready for this new life? And for everyone else, if if God's speaking to you that it's been a while since you've received his generosity, that you've just gotten caught up in everything that's going on, you're losing hope and you recognize that it's time to get back out. Jesus, we pray, would you give us time? We know that a lot of us have kids or different things pulling at us to keep us from getting out in your nature, getting a moment alone, but God, give us discipline. 
Give us discipline, give us set aside time, help us to to come out in your nature and to truly receive the generous gift and see the big picture of what you did for us, both in your creation by entering into it. God, we pray for that this week, that you would guide us into that. In Jesus' name, amen.